0: Let's talk about diet. The thing about having chronic illness is that it affects your diet. A lot of people don't think about the way that they eat making huge effects on the way that they feel, but this is often the case, and many diagnoses have a relationship with food. Um, I have gastroparesis, mast cell activation syndrome. I have postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, heritable bowel syndrome, and dystonia, all of which... Um, can be really affected by what you eat and how you eat and when you eat and how much you eat, and it can be really stressful. Um, so oftentimes, people with chronic illness end up on these really weird, complicated diets. Uh, myself, I am on a low glycemic index, pescatarian, low histamine, high sodium, uh, low calorie diet that's a lot of things. So what does all of that mean and why am I on them? So a low glycemic index diet is a type of ketogenic diet where you are looking at the ways that foods affect your blood sugar. Rather than completely eliminating carbohydrates from your diet or even just mitigating to a number of carbohydrates, you are looking at the amount that foods increase your blood sugars. And this means that you have to check your blood sugars frequently, and it means that you have to do some mathing. Yay! (laughs) Um, And it basically means that you're looking at the way that individuals of foods affect your body. So the advantage to a low glycemic index diet over other types of ketogenic diet is that because it's individualized based on how your body responds to foods and the way that your body has um, responses in blood sugars, it means that it's possible for you to eat a lot of foods that would normally be restricted under ketogenic diets. Like I myself can eat rice because a cup of rice does not elevate my blood sugar and therefore I can have it. Um, so portion as a factor, you know, if I eat more rice than that, it probably would increase my blood sugars. Um, that being said, if certain types of fake sugar, um, will increase my blood sugars the same way that real sugar will. So those aren't an option. So you have to look at each individual item and it's a lot of data collection in the beginning of the diet when you first started and then after a while you get to know like how your body responds to different foods and then you just know what are are good foods for your diet and which ones aren't. Um, so why am I on a low glycemic index diet? Well first is that by regulating your blood sugars you can reduce the inflammation in your body which is super important when you have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome hypermobile type and you're already experiencing a lot of inflammation around your joints due to all the chronic subluxations and dislocations. Um, Also, being on a high-fat diet helps with my fatigue. And the last reason that I choose to be on a low glycemic diet is because there's a lot of research that shows that you have less dystonic symptoms when you are on a ketogenic diet, most specifically on a low glycemic index diet. So for me, I feel like it's worth it. Um, A pescatarian diet is a type of vegetarian diet where one is mostly vegetarian, but they also eat fish, eggs, and milk products. Um, For me, this is a preference. Um, It's just the types of foods that I prefer. Um, Sometimes I eat outside of this. Um, One type of food that I frequently eat outside of this is that I will often eat chicken. But for the most part, I eat a pescatarian diet just out of of preference. Um, I'm not a big meat-eater overall. I would really rather just eat all vegetables. Um, but unfortunately, it's, it's quite difficult to meet my protein and fat requirements without including some types of um, animal products. Uh, so I'm on a low histamine diet because I t- have mast cell activation syndrome. And in this disorder, it's all about how your body doesn't regulate histamine well so if you have too much histamine in your body it will trigger a mass cell response and you have well in all intents and purposes behaves exactly like an allergic reaction um so there are many foods that are high in histamines and there are also foods that are um facilitate our body in using histamines. There are foods that you just need to avoid because they have long shelf life and the longer food sits, the more histamine it gets. So that means foods like leftovers tend to have more uh, histamine in them. Um, So yeah, a low histamine diet is kind of a weird wonky uh, diet to follow because it's got a lot of things that you have to avoid that are weird. Um, then I have a high-sodium diet because I have uh, POTS or postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. And in order to keep my blood pressure up and keep myself from passing out, I have to eat a lot of salt so that I can keep my um, fluids elevated in my circulatory system. And I eat about four grams of salt a day. And for many people, that isn't seem like it would be difficult, but I don't eat any processed foods. so the challenge is that I also um eat with people who are not on a high sodium diet, so it means a lot of uh adding salt with the salt shaker, which just means I feel like I just carry this salt shaker around with me all the time. Um, <laughs> I also eat a lot of things like sunflower seeds that are salted and pickles and you know just salty snacks. Um, so with gastroparesis, I experience uh, anorexia or the lack of appetite, lack of feeling hungry. I can never remember a time in my life where I felt the physical sensation of being hungry. and because of that, I can go like days without ever feeling the drive a physical drive to eat. And when I do feel a physical drive to eat, it's because I have a low blood sugar. Um, so it makes things complicated. And, um, that means that I have to have calorie goals in order to make sure that I eat enough every day and I have to eat small frequent amounts, you know, ideally I would be eating every three hours and eating about a hundred to 300 calories each time. And that's crazy. Lots of eating. Um, in a perfect world I eat food first and but sometimes my stomach gets angry at me and I have to drink my nutrition and that means I do um, insure max or um, core power shakes so yeah I you know have a complicated diet and sometimes food is hard and with all of this you know the thing is that we can easily develop strange relationships with our food when we have chronic illness. You know, we can get food paranoia when we have a lot of allergies or sensitivities and we can get really odd about trying new foods and we can get food versions. And it's very reasonable when you stop and think about our past experience, but it can seem kind of like a bizarre anxiety disorder from the outside. Um, you can also just get to where it feels like food is a lot of work, and you just are like, blah, I don't care, I don't want to, and you just want to go on a food strike, and you can do that, but then it means that you end up paying the price, and you end up triggering some symptom of something, and then the next few days you feel like crap in some other different way. So yeah, uh, food is important, and it becomes a central part of your life when you have chronic illness.